1: Of Saskatchewan is agriculture, The 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture today, with your host Jim Smalley.
3: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit HarvardWestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, we have the latest Farmland Values report from Farm Credit Canada. Farmland values rose significantly across Canada this past year, including Saskatchewan. We hear from a farmer near the U.S. border about the heavy snowstorm in the Southern Grain Belt on the weekend. We chat with the president of SARM about the upcoming annual meeting, which opens tomorrow in Saskatoon. And we have an update on the Ukraine grain outlook. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
1: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
3: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan farmland values gained over 14% last year, higher than the national average. Farm Credit Canada reports the average value of Canadian farmland jumped 12.8% last year amid strong income, higher input prices and rising interest rates. National farmland values saw their largest increase since 2014 and followed gains of 8.3% in 2021 and 5.4% in 2020. In Saskatchewan, farmland values rose 14.2%, which was number four in the country behind Ontario, PEI, and New Brunswick. The 14.2% was also nearly double last year's 7.4%. FCC senior economist J.P. Gervais says it's all a matter of supply and demand.
4: The fact is, when there is land available, the competition is very fierce, and it doesn't take too many operations looking at the same parcel of land to actually generate quite a bit of competition, right? So as long as we're not seeing more land become available, I do think that competition from buyers looking to expand their land base, seeing some of the positive long-term outlook for the industry, I do think is something that's going to drive land values. FCC
3: splits Saskatchewan into six sections, and the average price increases range from a low of 9% in the northwest to 24% in the northeast, which had the highest
4: yields last year. But even within those different regions, I think you have to dig and, and understand that what might apply for one region might not apply to the next. So. It's even more significant when you actually compare province to province.
3: For example, cultivated land values in west-central Saskatchewan averaged $2,800 an acre, but the range was 1300 to 6000 an acre, with the highest values for heavy clay soil and irrigated land. For the first time, FCC included stats for pasture land sales. There's a very large difference between cultivated and pasture land. The average price of provincial pasture land only rose 2.8% last year. Values range between a low of four hundred dollars an acre to a high of sixteen hundred dollars.
1: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with Jim Spawley on 620 CKRM.
3: A blizzard dumped snow across much of southern Saskatchewan on Saturday. It was a stormy day. At one time Saturday, there were several road closures, including the Trans Canada between Moose Jaw and Regina. The largest snowfall was south of the Trans Canada Highway. Mark Heimer is a cattle producer in the Minton area near the U.S. border and straight south of Regina.
4: Piles are, I've seen them up as high as uh, eight, nine feet in some places. And in other places, the ground is bare. So it's really tough to <laughs> to gauge. But we think maybe around the the eight to ten inches of snow is what we saw. The vast majority of it was pretty windy. I, I believe it was about 50 k. From the, the east and northeast, and uh yeah, for the better part of, we knew it was storming, but we couldn't really tell how much snow we were getting because you couldn't see very far.
3: And Heimer says it was kind of a wet snow.
4: It was definitely had more moisture than a Christmas snow or a kind of a December light and fluffy snow, but it still didn't have quite the heft and the moisture of uh, an April May snow. It was kind of someplace right in the middle. You definitely, when you were walking out outside and you were the snow was hitting you. It didn't take very long for you to get wet, but it's not the heavy snow that is going to give people trouble moving around. It's uh, it's kind of somewhere right in the middle, but it's, it, it's certainly welcome. We can use the moisture.
3: Yeah, Heimer says the moisture will be quite beneficial.
4: Most of our snow does come with wind, so we have had some hills and some land without much cover that was more or less bared off. And then other areas I would say there was maybe about six to eight inches of, of snow that had kind of settled down from over the over the winter. And yeah, we definitely, we need this and probably about three or four snowstorms like it. The surface water in our area is very, very low. Well, almost all of the sloughs and uh, the natural ponds and stuff that are, uh, the smaller ones are dry. And we've actually even seen some uh, larger sloughs and, I guess, uh, Northern folk wouldn't call them lakes, but we do down here that have have dried up a little bit.
3: Heimer says the wind can also be useful.
4: Yeah, it would. This snow definitely would have caught on the west slope of a lot of hills. And if there was anything to slow the wind up anywhere near the dugout, it would have piled it up pretty high, which is, uh, is kind of the ideal circumstance for getting some spring runoff.
3: Mark Hymer is a cattle producer in the Minton area near the U.S. border and straight south of Regina.
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
3: We have a new farm feature with Doug Falconer of GX94 brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers.
5: The looming spring melt across western Canada, will likely disrupt some grain and livestock movement over the next few weeks as seasonal spring road restrictions come into effect across the prairies. Spring road restrictions set axle weight limits for vehicles moving on certain roads to reduce the damage heavier loads can cause during the spring thaw period. Grain and equipment movement can both be affected by the spring road bans as drivers may need to find alternate routes or haul smaller loads. The winter weight season in Saskatchewan is set to expire tomorrow, which will reduce the tonnage allowed on roads. In Manitoba, spring road bans are set to come into effect this Friday. The Agriculture Carbon Alliance is calling for MPs from all parties to vote in favor of Bill C-234, the private members' bill that would remove the federal carbon levy from natural gas and propane used on farms, as it's headed for its third and final vote in the House of Commons later this month. The bill would amend the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act to exempt natural gas and propane used on farms for necessary farm practices, such as irrigation, grain drying, feed preparation, and heating or cooling of barns and greenhouses from the Federal Carbon Tax. Unless something major happens that requires MPs' attention, The bill is on track to be voted on at third reading in the House of Commons on March 29th. The bill has since been amended at the committee stage to include an eight-year sunset clause, which means whoever is in government eight years after the bill takes effect would have to decide whether to cancel, amend or continue the exemption. The size of the fund short position in Canola rose in February and likely grew even larger in March, as weekly commitments of traders' data slowly trickles out from the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. The data has stalled since a cyber-related incident delayed the release of the data for weeks. As of February 21st, the net managed money short position in Canola came in at 44,359 contracts, marking the largest net short position since March of 2020, Open interest in the canola market came in at 268,996 contracts on February 21st, but has since climbed to 296,227 as of Thursday. That's according to Ice Futures data. The increase in open interest came during the same time futures prices lost more than $50 per metric ton, which would indicate traders were putting on more short positions, Rather than exiting longs. Hawkish comments from the chair of the U.S. Federal Reserve and the possible renewal of the Black Sea Grain Initiative brought down wheat futures on the Chicago Board of Trade for the week ended Thursday and in turn pressured Western Canadian wheat bids. In front of the U.S. Senate Banking Committee on Tuesday, Fed Chair Jerome Powell told lawmakers that if the country's economy continues its strong performance, The Fed may keep raising its key interest rate for the foreseeable future. Meanwhile, the Bank of Canada held its key interest rate steady at 4.5% last Wednesday. Ukraine and its partners have started talks on renewing the Black Sea Grain Initiative, which is set to expire on Saturday. Meanwhile, Poland and Ukraine reached an agreement for Ukrainian grain shipments in Polish ports, which was put into effect last Wednesday. CN and CP rail supply to combine 76% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 31, an improvement from the previous week's 70%. The improvement in performance reflects for each of CN and CP. In supplying 82% of hopper cars ordered on time in Week 31, CN's order fulfillment performance improves slightly from the 76% order fulfillment performance seen in Week 30. This marks the 16th straight week that CN has fallen short of the 90% threshold. CP order fulfillment performance also improved modestly, with the railway supplying 70% of cars ordered, an improvement from the 64% order fulfillment performance seen in week 30. This marks the 26th consecutive week that CP has fallen short of the 90% performance threshold. And that's today's Ag Review I'm Doug Faulkner.
1: It's your agro weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620
3: CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit MoosejawTruckShop.com. Mainly sunny today, wind southeast 40, gusting to 60. The high today, minus 6, the low minus 8. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind southeast 30, becoming west 50, gusting to 70 in the afternoon. The high tomorrow, melting, plus 1, the low minus 16. Wednesday, periods of snow with the high minus 6, the low minus 11. Thursday, clearing with a high minus 6, low minus 10. Friday, partly cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 14. Saturday, sunny with a high minus 2, the low minus 12. Sunday, sunny, the high near zero. Normal high for this date is zero, the normal low minus 12. The sun rose at 7.17 this morning. It sets at 6.58 tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek again today. At minus 2. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, at minus 15. Estevan and Saskatoon, minus 7. Swift Current is minus 8. Weyburn, minus 13. Yorkton, minus 10. In Regina, with drifting snow, it's minus 12. That's 10 above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 40, gusting to 56. It's windy. Humidity is seventy-eight percent, 75%. And the barometric pressure, 102.1. It's falling. Partly cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 7. Windsor from the east at 18. Once again, Regina, drifting snow, minus 12. That's 10 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment.
1: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
3: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Close to 2,000 rural delegates are expected to attend the SARM annual meeting in Saskatoon this week. President Ray Orb says the meeting opens tomorrow and wraps up on Thursday
0: the key issues haven't really changed too much over the last while obviously you know rural crime we're going to we're going to be talking about rural crime and some of the uh, some of the issues you know around the province you know with the RCMP being short staffed and things like that but obviously uh healthcare you know it's a big issue for us rural healthcare and and some of the problems associated with that we're we're going to have a, a panel discussion we've got some experts we're bringing in to talk about some of the real health issues, and you know, I think there are uh, lots of uh, a good sessions set up. I know dialogue with the ministers. You know, the bear pits. The premier will be uh, will be uh, talking up here as well as uh, leader of the official opposition. And so we've got a kind of a jam packed schedule here for the next three or four days.
3: Of course, you'll be talking. I assume a little bit about the dryness in the southwest corner and also some issues around veterinary care and the livestock
0: industry. Yeah, definitely, you know, we're going we're going to touch on the drought. We know that there has been some snow falling in in some of the southwest parts of our province, but Still, we're going to need some timely uh, spring rains. Uh, You know, uh, that's really going to help the livestock producers a lot. Yeah, getting still a lot of uh, negative feedback from livestock producers. The drought being one thing that seems to be ongoing, but obviously, you know, issues within the industry itself, and one of them is the shortage of of veterinarians that are that are in the uh, large animal practice. And uh, you know, meeting with the province, and the province has been you know discussing that with the uh, with the Saskatchewan Veterinary Medical Association to try and come up with some solutions on that issue. SARM has highlighted rural
3: crime as a key issue, and the province has taken some steps in the policing area. What are your thoughts on the whole rural crime area?
0: Well, we see we see it still rising crime rates. We saw the latest statistics year over year from last year, and we see especially you know thefts. Uh, break-ins and things like that being uh, too high, uh, you know. We've been working with the RCMP as much as we can, as far as revitalizing Real Crime Watch. We're trying to get as many RMs on site. So still, a you know call to action to our RMs to uh, to get involved with Real Crime Watch and to be able to uh, work with the RCMP on that issue. We also discussed the new Marshall program that the province had decided to create. And we had a we had a pretty good meeting last week with Minister Tell talking about the role of the marshals we still have some concerns about that we still feel that the province may be better off to fully fund the rcmp as to what they're asking but we know uh, sometimes you know governments make their minds up um, we're certainly wanting to learn more about the marshals program and see how that can actually complement the rcmp hopefully reduce the amount of rural crime what's your key message to delegates you know, definitely, I'm going to be talking about, about real crime and, and uh, some of the issues, you know, that the RCMP are facing and the uh, the, the new Marshalls program as well. But definitely, uh, I, I'm mentioning health care in the rural areas being not at all what the real people need right now. We have a panel at our convention as well. But, you know, Some of the experts are going to be talking about that. But definitely, uh, we've got some issues as well with tax rate issues, and that's, to do with the, the uh, millard tax class ratios that rms are being uh, somewhat being able to or uh, having to reduce that ratio and that affects a lot of the rms in the heavy oil industry in the northwest part of the province so i'm, I'm going to be talking about
3: that as well tell me about the resolutions what do you see some of the key resolutions to be debated
0: We have, usually we have ones on wildlife, uh, again, about depredation tags, and we know that there is a real issue out in rural Saskatchewan right now with wildlife getting into farmers' haystacks and getting into the yards and you know we've been we've been meeting with uh, with the Minister of Environment and Wildlife advisor people to try and come up with some solutions. We keep getting these resolutions every year at our either at our annual or midterm convention to deal with this with the uh, depredation to be able to issue more tags and to be able to get out there and reduce some of the number of elk, especially that seems to make a real uh, a high amount of damage in farmers' yards. And I think you know we we're going to have a good discussion as well with our minister here at the dialogue session. I know there are going to be lots of questions on the wildlife issue and what the province is able to do, first of all, to be able to do that. And I know it's going to come up at the bear pit as well. But then I know that there are health care issues. You know, there's going to be questions about that too that come up at the bear pit. So I think there's, there's going to be a little overlap. Some of the discussion at the dialogue session with the ministers, I think is going to continue at the, at the bear pit session.
3: The SARM Annual Convention opens tomorrow and wraps up Thursday in Saskatoon.
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
3: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Senior United Nations officials hosted Russian envoys in Geneva today in a bid to extend a grain export agreement amid Moscow's invasion of Ukraine and prevent a potential new spike in world food prices. Despite being at war, Ukraine and Russia struck a deal last July that allows Ukraine, one of the world's key breadbaskets, to ship grain from its black Sea ports and permits Russia to export food and fertilizer. The 120-day agreement, which helped take some of the sting out of rising global food prices, was renewed last November. That extension expires Saturday. Moscow has been frustrated that a parallel deal to allow exports of Russian ammonia, which is used across the globe for fertilizer, hasn't taken effect. As part of the arrangement, Moscow wants Russian ammonia to be fed through a pipeline across Ukraine to reach Black Sea ports for possible export. Russian officials also say banking restrictions and high insurance costs have hurt their hopes of exporting fertilizer. A lot is at stake. Ukraine and Russia are key global suppliers of wheat, barley, sunflower oil, and other food to countries in Africa, the Middle East, and parts of Asia, where millions of people don't have enough to eat. Russia was also the world's top exporter of fertilizer before the war. The loss of those supplies after Russia launched its full-scale invasion in February 2022 drove global food prices higher and fueled concerns of a hunger crisis in poor countries. The so-called Black Sea Grain Initiative involves seaborne checks of cargo by UN, Russian, Ukrainian and Turkish officials to ensure that only foodstuffs, not weapons, are being transported. The amount of grain leaving Ukraine has dropped even as the deal works to keep food flowing. Inspections of ships under the grain initiative have fallen sharply since they got rolling in earnest in September and vessels have been backed up. Western critics accuse Russia of dragging its heels on inspections. Moscow denies that. One of the larger pork producers in Saskatchewan says high feed costs remain a concern even though there has been some improvement lately. Florian Passberg, a partner with Polar Pork Farms, says market prices for hogs have not been terrible, but the war in Ukraine has affected operating costs.
2: We are seeing some softening in uh, feed grain costs, still historically very high, but it's not as high as it was a year ago. The war has had uh, quite an influence, and like I said, after a period of time, the market just gets used to what's happening, and uh, that's what it is.
3: North America remains free of African swine fever, but the disease continues to spread in other parts of the world.
2: There's reports out of China, for example, that they're uh, still dealing with significant African swine fever outbreaks in their herds. Europe is having some challenges with African swine fever, and some of their new uh, environmental requirements uh, is hindering their production. So generally speaking, I think the prairies in Saskatchewan is probably as good as a place as any to be in the hog production businesses
3: anywhere. Longer-term, Posberg says it's important to think about infrastructure.
2: The cost of replacing some of the buildings that were uh, built uh, 15, 20 years ago, it's probably somewhere in the order of four times the cost to replace something that was built 25 years ago today. Our concern is if we're going to maintain a viable industry, uh, at some point we have to start uh, replacing older facilities.
3: Florian Posberg is a
1: partner with Polar Pork Farms
3: in Saskatchewan.
1: Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
3: Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading. Canola fell $2 at 766.32. dollars Lentils rose $790 at 768.50. dollars Yellow peas dropped $441 at 443.71. dollars Number one red spring wheat declined 79 cents at 387.43. dollars the rest were unchanged. Durham, 45838. Feed barley, 36758. Chickpeas peas, 105822. Flax, 56698. Oats, 21532. And feed wheat, 28956. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for May is up ten and three quarter cents at 835 and a quarter cent a bushel.
1: It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
3: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now, the latest quotes.
2: Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yard. Last week we had 450 head on offer, and here's how it went. The good cows, they brought $1.20 up to 132 sales to 138 Medium cows were $90 to $1.20. Good bulls from 125 to 155 with heiferettes at 160 to 179 And our bread cows. Good bred cows. They brought three thousand to thirty four hundred. Medium bred cows were seventeen to twenty seven hundred. Bred heifers. They were twenty two to three thousand. Upcoming sales this Thursday, March the sixteenth. We're going to have fifteen hundred head of feeder cattle on offer. That'll be ringside at nine thirty. Canada's source for quality heartland livestock in Swift Current.
3: And today's Saskatchewan pork prices: two hundred three dollars sixteen cents per ckg. Coming up, the resource report.
1: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim
3: Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. McCain Foods has announced its largest investment ever in expanding a potato processing plant in Coaldale, Alberta. McCain will double the size of the plant at a cost of $600 million. The plant employs 225 people and will create 260 new jobs. McCain Foods says the company will work toward a goal of cutting its greenhouse gas emissions in half by the end of the decade. The new facility in Alberta will include wind turbines and solar panels, providing 100 percent renewable electricity to the Coaldale site. As well, renewable biogas generated at the wastewater treatment facility will be moved to steam boilers to offset natural gas demands. Construction is set to start later this year. McCain has operated its Coaldale processing facility since the year 2000, employing 225 people and working with potato farmers across southern Alberta. On the markets, the TSX is down 202 points at 19,572. The Dow has gained 32 points to 31,942. Oil has fallen a dollar 53 at 75.15 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 72.90 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've
1: been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news. On your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM.